You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Fighting a wildfire in Texas. Building a network to connect 40 million people to the Internet. Cutting pollution with chainsaws. Hear Chubb customers tell their stories at chubb.com slash podcast. And stay tuned after the show to hear how a sinkhole swallowed eight priceless sports cars. A review of the GORUCK GR1. This burly military-inspired pack might have too few bangs for too many bucks. By Adrian So. In bag-loving circles, Go Ruck's origin story has become the stuff of legend. In 2008, founder Jason McCarthy left the Special Forces, had his heart broken, and out of the rubble of his life, built a bag based on his experiences overseas that could tackle both urban commutes and battles against insurgents. Their flagship bag is the GR1, which I've been using as my everyday bag for the past two weeks. This military-inspired bag has acquired a cult following. But I have to confess, I have a few complaints. G.I. Joe's Backpack The GR1 is copied from a Special Forces medics bag. You can Google DA MedPack or Tactical Medic Pack to find used ones on eBay. MedPacks use a mounting system called the Mole, Modular Lightweight Load-Carrying Equipment System. MedPacks are covered in mole webbing inside and out. Medics store and organize their gear in mole pouches with tabs that you thread through the webbing. They also have a Velcro-lined interior to store even more gear. The mole system is efficient and excellent, as it should be. The bags are designed so that a medic can unzip it and instantly find and grab the piece of equipment that will save an injured comrade's life. There's just one problem when adopting this system for civilians. We don't use mole pouches. We especially don't need mole mounting points on the exterior of the bag or on the shoulder straps. That renders most of the expensive mole webbing on the GR1 kind of useless. Also, a real med pack fully unzips on either side, so you can throw it down and repack it quickly. For a civilian, this is a useful feature on, say, a suitcase or travel backpack. But I don't need to fully pack and unpack an everyday commuter bag that sits beside my desk. Lives don't depend on whether or not I can find my lunch in 30 seconds. And a fully unzipped bag makes it a lot more likely that a dirty sports bra will accidentally fall out on a coworker's shoe. Heavy Duty 
There's no mincing words. This bag weighs a ton. I weighed it at 3.5 pounds. For comparison, my Topo Designs day pack weighs 1.4 pounds, and my 33L Gregory hiking backpack weighs 2.11 pounds. The 1000 Dernier Cordura fabric contributes to this weight, as does all that mole webbing. The straps on this bag are, well, overkill. Thick and stiff with foam, they seem like a concession to commuter comfort, evidence of design by committee. Tactical backpacks don't have straps like this. The super durable backpack that I use to climb through mountain passes has straps that are a quarter of the thickness. If there's a silver lining, it's that the straps did become comfortable, but it took a week before they felt sufficiently broken in, even if it was never simple to shrug them on. The bag is entirely black, except for one zipper pull, which is desert tan. Desert tan is also a military color, and Go Ruck informed me that this one zipper pull is a different color in order to help you differentiate the pockets. That may be the case, but when the entire bag is black, this one tan zipper pull looks like a mistake. And finally, there's no exterior water bottle pocket. I would trade all the mole webbing on this bag for one easy-to-access water bottle pocket. I'm not cleaning out my camelback daily to use on my commute. Strange love. After all that, it seems contradictory to say that I really liked the GR1, but I do. It's designed to be carried high on the back, which meant that I could wear it comfortably without it hitting my tailbone. It's very unusual to find a commuter pack with this carrying capacity that I can wear with my short torso. I normally carry two bags to work, my commuter bag, and a tote with breast pumping equipment, but I was able to fit it all into the GR1 and ditch the second bag. And since I do use a modular carrying system, even if it's not a military-inspired one, I found the pack easy to use. The roomy main compartment fit my breast pump, a small cooler, and my patched-together system of Delphonics and Bagu pouches. My laptop felt safe in its burly-reinforced laptop pocket with a false bottom so I didn't have to worry about banging it on the floor. The two front zip compartments kept random bag objects organized, my glasses and pens, cords and lip balm. In a pinch, I was able to fit several days' worth of groceries inside. Yes, that Portlandia sketch is a reflection of my reality. It survived the rainproof shower test and somehow looks even better after it's been kicked around with weights inside. It also has a lifetime guarantee. The straps, while awkward, are extremely comfortable. While commuting, traveling, and on short hikes, I didn't mind the extra weight. And I loved its stripped-down, all-black profile. This is one good-looking bag. If this bag cost $150, I would recommend it wholeheartedly. But at almost $300, and with features like mostly cosmetic mole webbing loading it down, it's a little difficult to stomach. If you are a badass, or aspiring badass, who has scratched a spare, the GR1 is definitely a pack to consider. That said, commuters who have no qualms about carrying a wimpier, lighter, cheaper pack will be better served by another option. This podcast was made possible by Chubb. Hear how a sinkhole opened up under the National Corvette Museum. Right now. Betty called me at six in the morning. She thought it was a fire. It was worse. A sinkhole opened up under our museum. Eight priceless Corvettes had plunged into it. Chubb was there within hours. They helped make sure it was safe. 
We had everyone we needed to get our museum back up and running. And we opened the next day. Hear more stories at chubb.com slash podcast. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.